0: This is the Unearthing Art podcast with Michelle Illuminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. In the previous episode of Unearthing Art... One of the huge missing pieces that i've discovered with working with artists more is that there's this authentic core piece mm. that i feel like we've we just skim the surface on and we've literally skimmed the surface here in the podcast yeah um but it's it's about unpacking what we really are as as human beings and when i say artist i mean like everything we do is creative when you look at the podcast you look at this creative membership that i have that's a creative process that's come from my own creativity as well and your mm-hmm. creativity. Um, and what I really feel like is difficult and the struggles of artists is really for us to figure out what is that authentic core that's like the juicy stuff that's in there and it's so buried and so internal, um, but it's also a little bit difficult to look at. It's way easier to look at like, let's just talk about paints yeah, because paints are easier and the internal stuff, um, even though it feels a little bit harder and I guess through this podcast, we've talked a lot about that, like the struggle of how do we dig deeper, Mm -hmm. but it's so much more rewarding as as an artist.
1: What I found through you was what I was specifically looking for, which was some frameworks to really dig in and find a way of making art that was really satisfying to me and didn't feel like an empty process.
0: One day, Beck, I'd love to chat more about our experience in meeting um, and what that was like because it's it's an, it's a journey to uncover all this. Yeah. And we've had quite the journey. If you knew our beginning journey, you would be <laughs> amazed at how we are
1: today. So you would be talking, Michelle, about um, – when I first met you and perhaps not immediately but very soon thereafter accused you of operating under a false persona because (laughs) I couldn't imagine that anyone um, who was an artist had the name Luminato, it sounded... So far fetched and and poetic and beautiful. I said, "Is that like a pen name? Is that like a an artist persona?" Oh, you make me laugh. And oh, what did you? It's tell my
0: married. Me. I said, "Well, for starters, I that's a married name. So mm-hmm. I do thank my husband for that beautiful name. It's Italian, isn't it?
1: Is yes, yes, yeah.
0: it's Italian. I am clearly not Italian, but mm. I I think it's a beautiful name. Very happy with that name. But yeah, I remember." Um, I just had such a good chuckle
1: when I felt your skepticism because I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't know me. That's right. So we, I um, had watched you do um, a series of lives on Instagram talking about color and color in art because that's a, a tremendous interest of yours and what you use in your art practice. And at the time, I was a, a very skeptical, maybe just sort of, a little bit fed up with art courses generally. I mean, I'd done a few things, you know, how it, what it's like being on the sort of art course hamster wheel. I'd signed up for a few things, been watching videos, uh, people showing their techniques, whether it's florals or whether it particular styles, like, oh, here's a, a three-day course in an impressionistic style, that kind of thing. I had watched a couple of your lives and... And there was something that you were talking about in the way that you said that, you know, you had this membership and that you were going to be teaching a um, framework that you had for working in the studio. And my ears perked up a little bit because what I really felt like at the time was that I had been really focused on my painting at that stage for... hmm, two and a half two years two and a half years and so I think I'd gone through that initial excitement and flurry where you feel like you're getting out all the ideas (laughs) that you've had stored up (laughs) yeah yeah for how many years and and all the things that you've admired in other artworks and um, I made a, a small collection and launched that and sold a couple It was very exciting I was back in the studio with this idea that I would go back into the studio and maybe play around and explore some new directions. And in six months, I'd have another something to show. And that didn't happen. Uh, A whole year went by. And I still felt like I was kind of chasing down pathways of different ideas. Oh, maybe I'd like to do the original uh, inspiration for me had been skyscapes. And then I was maybe exploring some parts of um landscapes and then maybe i was interested in a particular color oh maybe i could have some of this element and obviously like we've talked about before i was quite influenced by looking at instagram looking at other artists seeing what i liked and saying oh maybe what i want is more of this maybe what i want is more of that and i'd start, you know, making a couple of paintings, making a couple of images down one path and then I'd look at them for a little while. That's not it. That's not it. Next thing. And I felt like what I really needed was a process in the studio. I needed to know what I needed to do next and then I needed to do it. You know, I'm a big researcher. Courses, books, podcasts. I listen a lot. I read a lot. But I wasn't really finding, apart from the occasional interview with other artists and sometimes they'd mention something of their process. And I think, oh, that sounds like they have some kind of process in the studio, but not enough where I could really dig into and understand how people were making their art in a way that, and I think even at that stage, I realized it was something that I needed. I needed to work out how to build a process that worked for me. So I wasn't necessarily, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd taken the courses where people show you, this is how I make my art and I do this layer and, you know, the techniques, but I knew that I needed, um, and perhaps from my writing background, so I had that kind of creative process in my back pocket for that. I knew that with painting, I needed to find a way of expressing myself. So I thought that just something tweaked in my brain that said, I like the way this this lady talks. This lady that I don't believe her name. with The funny American accent on top of it. I jumped in and we had a very early conversation where you were saying, "What? What do you want to get out of doing do, coming into this membership with me and going through this process?" It was a form. It was a it an was intake a- form. Yes. And you can tell I was feeling quite sassy because I thought I'm not even... And I, I remember the thought process. I'm like, I'm not even going to put on a front with her. I'm not going to like try and be Which extra quiet or anything. I'm just going to say it the way it is. I'm going to go, look. I said, look, honestly, I don't know I'm not if this sure. is going to work. I heard a little something that you said, something twinged. And what I'm really... I I feel like I'm in the studio day after day, just pushing paint around and getting nowhere. Like I'm not, don't feel like I'm learning or making progress. I'm missing something about this process that would enable me to learn and progress and build on. I just felt like I was continually building that first set of bricks on a wall and then pulling them down and building the first set of bricks again and then, and you know, and never continuing higher in the thing. So in that intake form. It was a like, I'm going to be out in 30 days. I'm never going (laughs) to see you
0: again. That's really the tone of it. And I love, first of all, I want to say, what I want to say about that was like, that made me smile so much. I was like, yeah, bring it. I was like, (laughs) awesome. Because to me, for one, I was like, first of all, someone who's authentic, love that. Um, Like that was what you really were feeling. And then two, I was like, Oh, she doesn't really know me. She doesn't mm. know what she's about to learn. Cool, and and then it
1: was just like, all right, let's see how it goes. Let's go. <laughs> let's tango. I remember that parts of that as well, where I would feel the self doubt, the same old self doubt rise up, and I think I, you know, you reach a point at particular times where you're like, you know, quite honestly, it. <laughs> I might as well. What have I got to lose? Yeah, I'm a bit fed up. I've been struggling around with this issue myself now, trying different thing after thing for you know a year, feeling like I'm not making progress. I made a conscious decision. I remember, like you know, part way through thinking, don't let those thoughts derail you. Don't let those distractions derail you. You've committed to try this. Just do what Michelle is teaching you. And you can see how you feel at the end of it kind of thing. And I would say the other part to this um,
0: is that you really, you let go of like, all right, I don't know her, but I'm going to just go through the process. Mm. And you did the the thing that I want to point out is like you actually did allow yourself to go through the process Mm. Um, and because it's a process it wasn't like you just do this one thing and it's going to solve everything it's like it's an unpacking of a process and what i learned from that experience because that was me really teaching my framework and we built that together by nature of people asking questions what we're doing um with the new membership is the expand because it's really i really looked at like there was some things that were missing in that process that were really key Mm -hmm. and I really want to be able to help people get to those answers quicker you know because uh, it's it is a process that unfolds and me as a teacher like I would never feel good about like here's here's a course good luck um if it doesn't work for you I don't care like I can't go To sleep at night, if I think that's how it's going for you, I yeah. actually want it to actually help you and make a difference. The key
1: part of why, like, I invested that, um, why I put you know, jumped in feet first, put my feet to the fire, as you yes, <laughs> like to say, is because I respected your approach because I recognized in you something that I believe very deeply, which is that no one has all the answers. Right? And so I much more respect a teacher and someone I can learn with, learn from, and also learn with who's saying, hey, these are not simple, you know, step one, two, three systems. These are challenges that you need to work through. We ask questions, we ask more questions, we ask better questions. Like that is where I was coming from. That's how I think, that's how I approach creativity in the world because that is when you make genuine progress, when you have someone who is supporting you in making that progress yourself. That's how you make lasting really bone deep absorbed yes. lessons that yeah. enrich you and enrich your next step. I'm much more a fan of like, here's some steps to
0: take, but you got to do the thing. Cause I can't yeah. show you how to paint like me. I have to show you how to paint like you. Mm. So I'm a big fan of like, you have to learn how to paint like you. And yeah. if I, you know, show you everything I do, it's not going to make sense. So
1: I have to yeah. give you yeah. a framework. It's a framework that you need to, through your own, through my own actions, through my own exploration, apply the meat to the bones, but the bones are always there. So whenever you feel kind of lost, you can go back to the framework and go, okay, yeah. what are the steps? And I think that that broad idea of having that was something I was familiar with in in writing but I had no idea how to um, start to build that for myself in my uh, painting life. And the beautiful thing, of course, is that the framework, (laughs) which is what I love, this framework that you really led me through was about accessing my own gifts. And so down the track, I was able to reflect on that, previous knowledge I had and actually bring what I knew about myself and how I create in my writing into my art in a way that I never imagined never ever in my wildest dreams imagined and that's something that we discovered together and that's what I'm getting at it's a discovery process for each person not a here's a template and I have been you know, as a writer, so against the idea of templates or formulas. I just don't believe in that in any way, in any part of life. And so that's why I could really believe in this is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And (laughs) what's
0: interesting too is because that's what I, when I was saying earlier, like it's so much bigger than like, what kind of painting am I going to make? When you start tapping into your own authentic self And you start bubbling up what, you know, is meaningful to you. And and you can start looking at those things. Like, Beck is a writer. One of the things that she came to was, I. one of the things I do is I ask you about yourself. And that was one of those things. Like, where is this in your artwork? Where is this in your process? And it wasn't there. And I was like, Mm -mm. hold on. We need to unpack who is Beck? What are you all about? I'm not seeing you. So the other part that I would say about that is we always, when we're selling artwork, we're like, what, you know, what is the end consumer? And we, I've mentioned, we sometimes try to bend ourselves um, mm. to the market, but what we don't understand that really great companies do is they stay true to who they are. They don't bend for the market. They stay who, true to who they are and they create things that um, those people who align with who they are buy, and so part of that process and what I enjoy so much is like, you know, really helping people customize how to paint like themselves, mm. you know, and and then how that translates to market as well. And you can see the podcast came about because through this course of getting to know Beck through the process of her telling me about who she was and me asking questions about her process because. As you guys know by now, I am a student, always. And I am learning from how people have processes and and how they work and how they think and so by nature of that beck was able to bring something to my group of artists i was so surprised by it all as well because when someone comes in and like i'm gonna be out of here like she didn't actually say i'm gonna be out of here in 30 days (laughs) but she definitely gave me like i'm probably not gonna stick around and then for her to turn around and help artists in my group i was i just felt like It's like a gift that keeps giving when we can help people tap into who they really are and unfolds such a bigger process than just a, pa- a final painting. And I know mm-hmm. people come in and they're like, I just want to create some paintings I can sell and I want a final painting. This is this is so much more than that. This impacts who you are as a whole person. And although we focus on paintings, it, it really kind of unfolds other areas of expertise and things that you can use to make money off your creative being. You know mm-hmm. what I
1: mean? Totally. And it was... I think the fact that then through that process, I started kind of contributing into that learning environment really speaks to that respect that we have for each other and a a recognition that we have of a shared underlying belief because I started to hear when what you were teaching and saying was so eerily, like how I was working with people as a um, as a copywriter, as a, mm-hmm. an online writer, and also reaching into parts of, of the, the struggles that I'd had in that aspect, which again, this is so, <laughs> we say over and over again that this applies on so many levels. And the more that you get to the, the deeper principles of creating of connecting with people the more you see that it's it's all the same and it's kind of freaky and magical at the same time because Mm -hmm. um, to give an example in my career as a freelance writer when I entered that um, and I was doing that for about 10 years so at the beginning of that process I was already a confident business writer but I was entering for the first time working for myself and sort of putting my shingle out and getting clients. And when I looked around the market of other people who were copywriting online and doing freelance, there were different types of people out there. And one of those were people who had their rate sheet and they would say, write a web page for $50 or people who would write blog articles for what would be like $5 or something. And I looked at that and probably very early on, I'm talking like maybe the first six months, I was trying to say, well, that's the the going rate and I'm just starting out. But very quickly, I realized after one or two clients that that is not something that I could maintain because as you have said in an earlier conversation, um, the choices there is, am I a production writer? Am I someone who can sit down and churn out five sales pages in a day, um, a website in a day? Because I have to do more if I'm gonna make that pay or am I someone who has something special enough to offer that people might be willing to pay more? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a practical decision. I could not do what I wanted to do because I started to build my process as a writer very much around um having conversations with the people I was writing for and I started to really shift the way I talked about my work and the people I was talking to to say if you just want if you're just wanting to sort of bulk buy a bunch of descriptions you know if you have products and I can apply this now to artworks, if you have a collection of art and you're just like oh I need 20 little descriptions and something for the front page i don't really want to talk to you about it i just want to send you the pictures and you send me back finished i am not the writer for you because that is not how i work how i work is i work with people who feel really connected and um have a deep belief in the work that they're doing and you want to take the time and invest the time to think about your the value of what you're doing to Write about that yourself and then to have a conversation with me where we really dig into that and then I can help you put that into words. When I did that, yeah. <laughs> we haven't had same. this conversation, it's, have no, we? Michelle? I just,
0: it's <laughs> see, it's the same. You either make more volume or you do something unique and charge more. It doesn't matter yep. what industry or product you bring to life, that is the model.
1: And I did that not because I had some amazing um view of the marketplace that i knew that was going to work i did that because i couldn't be any other way i couldn't write what i wanted to write i couldn't have the level of expression that i wanted and i did have an underlying belief i will say at that time that a value that i wanted to bring into the world i didn't want to bring into the world the value of words were Worth one cent a word. I didn't want to bring into the, I didn't want to perpetrate the value that what we put out in the world on our websites is just like throwaway stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like paper brochures, like the junk mail that you get. I didn't want to write junk mail. I didn't want to put more sales junk mail out in the world. I wanted to write in a way that was evocative and expressive and was also connected with business that those two things weren't separate that you could have business writing that had that was artful and that works, yeah. that was impactful. And you know what happened is that I started to have clients who I did that work with and other people started to notice what I was writing for those clients. And they're like, this yeah. is amazing writing. What, what is this? Like, this This feels different when I read, it doesn't feel like I'm, like when I read your coach's website, it doesn't sound like every other coach. When I read your, you know, artist's website and they're like, this is Beck. I worked with Beck. And so just by word of mouth, I got clients who were willing to pay those rates to have that experience with me. And if this all sounds familiar, (laughs) this is because (laughs) this is exactly what happens. Did I think about that when I started making art? No, I just started... (laughs)
0: <laughs> We're laughing because we have these, we we both have these like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, there's all this stuff that once you really slow down and start looking at things you've done in the past and, and like your skill sets and skill stacking and,
1: mm. you
0: know, and, and really understanding what you already have in you. Yeah, It's just so powerful.
1: Yeah, and I haven't even ex- told Michelle this story before, but that is the background that I had. So yeah. when I start working with Michelle and hear what she's saying and it starts to ring some bells, I'm like, hey, we have the same belief here. Michelle doesn't want to be putting more junk mail into people's mailboxes either. Exactly. She wants to put out, you know, something that's quality Um this is how I've approached my work previously and the business the business side is not separate from the art side. Yeah. It's not and I don't believe it's separate even in the so called businessy world. Like if you go out into a big and that's what Michelle's saying as well, you go out into a big commercial business. Yes, they're a commercial business. That doesn't mean the art and the creative process is not all intertwined. And so that's why we started you know to have this synchronicity isn't it that yeah absolutely. and then we sat, we said let's have more of these conversations about these underlying beliefs about this way of approaching creative expression and business in one
0: yeah and i and again i think part of what i've really discovered was like how little it is being talked about mm. um and that is really why it's come to light in my mind because i'm like No, this is important and it doesn't and for me what was hard, I think I mentioned earlier was I felt a little like, you know, this process would maybe go against the grain of what a lot of artists do in terms of how they approach art making and selling. But the reality is that's what's what that's what I'm in tune to. That's what makes sense for me and my path. If it doesn't make sense for you, then by all means, follow the path that makes sense for you. Like, totally. find someone who you can go, Yeah, I really believe in what they're doing, and I could kind of model what they're doing. You know, I think there's still this customization that we have to do that is mm. personal to who we are, but you need to be able to look them straight in the face, knowing you could do what they're doing, and yes. it, you wouldn't have a pit in your stomach, is what
1: I mean. Yeah. And I think that if um, one of the kind of telltale signs to me is that feeling like what I have, if you're feeling like you're chasing tails, you know, oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Or oh, yeah. should I be on Instagram doing this? Should I be on Pinterest doing that? Should I be painting with pinks this week? Should I be doing landscape? Or should I, you know, always feeling, um, and we've talked about this, untethered. Like you you don't have uh, a steady grounding. That's because to me, that tells me I'm not grounded in myself and I need to find the way to do that for me. Yeah, That's what I think. Like, as you say, people might be different, but I think if you feel like you're on a hamster wheel, for me, that's my danger sign. If I feel like I'm chasing this or that, I don't have just an underlying steadiness that I'm on a yeah. particular path and I'm working through, which is not a quick overnight path, by the way. <laughs> yes, and no. I do, I want to say that too, because I think that like, I, I think we've mentioned
0: before, like even though it sounds like, gosh, that sounds so complicated, being an artist is complicated. Mm. S- being an entrepreneur is complicated. And when mm-hmm. you do those together and you do it out of, a, out of alignment, um, it's, it's, it's even longer. It's longer. Yes. And so, um, even though it might not be a quick fix, as in like you know, do you have a painting to sell tomorrow? No, but what if you could do it for years and years and years? It's a know? lasting. Who cares fix. about tomorrow if you've yeah. got years that you can sink your teeth into and. Um, And that to me is what's exciting because again, it's like that deep well that we talked about. That's just it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't go away. It's not a mood board that goes away. You're still you like Beck is always Beck. You know, it's just tapping into that deep well that just keeps giving and giving. Because mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this girl that well is deep, and I keep going. How did I not know this about you? So this is true for all of us, and yeah. the same thing with Beck. And I have to say, I'm super grateful for the um, the artists that are in my life, um, whether they're a student or like Beck on the podcast, because they are mirrors for me as well. And Beck has been a huge mirror for me to say like, hey, don't you do this thing? And (laughs) couldn't you bring that out a little bit more? And I'm like, yeah, actually, thanks. So I think we all need mirrors in our life. And that's why, even though um, this membership, you know, I, I lead it, but it's really a a double mirror, like it's a mirror for me as much as a mirror for the artists that we help, and I'm really mm-hmm. grateful because Beck is part of this. Um, she stayed around longer than 30 days, by the way. Yeah, she's
1: yeah. spoiler, <laughs> spoiler
0: <laughs> alert, she's still here, and not only is she here, she's contributing in such a valuable way. Um, mm. it's a bit like a double dipping process with us because she literally is a mirror to people the way i'm a mirror and we align on you know the core values that we stand Mm. for yeah
1: absolutely i just have a certain confidence that if you work out the um grounding stuff if you work out what you really believe in that the the success will take care of itself. <laughs> I just, I just believe that. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that, because mm. I think that
0: if we don't, you know, if we don't do this, mm. what happens is we sabotage ourselves over and over and over. And I yeah. really, I mean, we do that anyway because we're just humans that have egos and we're always protecting ourselves. But the mm. sabotaging um, of being out of alignment, like it just subconsciously will happen you know and
1: any sort of success I guess the the flip side of that is any sort of so-called success that you have without that inner grounding without that um trust we've talked about trust in yourself and your own value it's kind of an empty success it's not that sustainable thing we're talking about it's the quick thing and on the surface or to the outside it might look like success but it has no foundation and it crumbles. It's not something you can sustain. It's not something that um, you can feel really great about if you're people like us. I don't know. People like
0: us, then no, it doesn't feel good because, again, it's, it's, it's easy to sell things, but selling yeah. things that you care about, that's, that's something
1: that takes a little bit more work. That's definitely a shared belief, isn't it? Yes. That we both have. Like, yeah we know we know the marketing theory, we know we see it in action, but so we're like, yeah, you can sell, but that's not enough. Yeah, and I think that
0: just have confidence that you have it within you, like- That's you it. You know, like, 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 hello, people. It's a gift that keeps giving.
1: It's been quite the ride for Michelle and I over the last year. And one thing we've definitely experienced that I hope has come through this conversation is that the more we dig into this core work, responding to the intuitive nudges and asking deeper questions of ourselves, the more we can lean into our distinctive perspectives and strengths and way of being in the world. And that's the approach that is the most rewarding in so many ways. The membership Michelle and I spoke about where we support artists in that process is called Origin Art and you can find out more about that through the link in our show notes. So thanks for listening and catch you next time.